0: More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Welcome back to More Than Conquerors Radio and the final four messages of Pastor Ray's outstanding series entitled Salvation Explained. In his opening four messages, Pastor Ray taught specifically on the wonder, simplicity, and majesty of God's amazing free gift called salvation, or being born again. In these final four lessons, we will be introduced to the Salvation Covenant, a complete, full package of benefits and blessings that always accompany the gift like salvation itself this package of benefits and blessings is absolutely free of charge and quite simply a better covenant based on better promises imagine better blessings and benefits just because you accepted your salvation but be reminded that it's more than just benefits and blessings somehow it must give glory to the one who made it all possible It's called Working Through Our Salvation. So with salvation also come responsibilities. While salvation is God's gift to us, what we do with it is our gift back to God.
1: Praise the Lord. Let's open our Bibles to Hebrews chapter six. We're continuing on in the message that I started a few weeks ago, the simple but powerful message of salvation. Now, um, We talked uh, in the very first part of this, we did two weeks, about salvation being a free gift, something that's so important for every believer to understand and to have firmly fixed in their heart. Because, you know, we as believers, we think that sometimes we have to do something um, to get something from God. And um, in this particular case, when we're talking about salvation, salvation is not attained by any human effort, it's not attained by human effort or good works or merit. It comes to us by the free gift of, of grace that God gives that we accept through faith. Isn't that powerful? That we can enter into a relationship with the living God not based upon our works or being good enough because really the bottom line is that if it was dependent on us being good enough, how would we ever know when good enough was good enough? Or what, 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 how much good would we have to have in order to be acceptable to God? So God erased all of that question, took all of that mystery away and said, look, I want a relationship with you. I'm going to, you can't, you can't be good enough to, to stand up to God, right? In, in our own physical, in our own flesh. So what he said basically is that what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you my son and everyone who believes in the son will have eternal life and enters into a relationship with me. And we saw what Jesus said about salvation. He said, you know, be, it's called a born again experience. We talked about these things, but he said, it's like the wind, You don't know where it comes from. You don't know where it goes. And so is it with every man that's born of the Spirit. And that's the truth. I think every person sitting in this room has a testimony of a life that was changed and you don't even fully understand how that change really took place. All you know is that you gave your heart and your life to Jesus Christ as a small, tiny act of faith, whatever faith you had at the moment, uh, to receive Christ into your life. You confessed him as Savior and something took hold in your life that began the process of sanctification, the process of growing in this knowledge of God, And your life has never been the same again. Now, as I look back over all the years, not only the 30 years here, you know, establishing and starting this church, but I'm looking at all the years before that, probably seven years before that, five in the Assemblies of God Church and two just as a family having Bible studies and this is before we got established in a church, praying together and having prayer meetings at each other's houses. And uh, so I'm looking at like 37 years, I can say this one thing that my life today has been the better for having accepted Jesus Christ and receiving this gift of salvation in my life. How many of you could say your life has been enhanced and has been better since you have received Christ into your life? So salvation does people well. I don't know why people fight against it. I don't know why people are so opposed to giving their heart and giving their life to Jesus. You know, you try to preach to people and they shut you down, you know, um, because they just don't want to hear. And of course, we're living in a day and an age and an hour where people aren't tolerating and becoming very intolerant of the Christian message, our message is very clear. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one will come to the Father except through him. That's the message. And people are becoming very intolerant of this gospel message. Well, it's high time that you and I stand to our feet and to believe God and to challenge all of that opposition. And to maintain our testimony of faith because because it has changed our lives we need to maintain our level of faith and tell the world that the only way to the Father, the only way to heaven by the words of Jesus Christ, is through Him and Him alone. It is called the free gift of salvation that comes to man by the grace of God with man's faith accepting it. That's what makes the transformation in my life. Can I get a better amen than that? All right. So now we want to get over to another message today that I want to talk about. We're going to call this entitled The Salvation has awesome benefits, the awesome benefits that come with this salvation package or this salvation plan. Unfortunately, some people, and let me say this before I go that way, but if all, if all that God intended was for me to be saved, to have my sins washed away, and to have a place in heaven for eternity with him. If that's all God ever intended in salvation, I would be absolutely fully satisfied because the greatest thing that can ever happen to a human being is that they would receive Jesus Christ into their life and be born again and be saved and know that they're going to heaven. But I found out that salvation means more than just the forgiveness of my sins and eternity in heaven with the Lord. That God has a complete and full package of benefits and blessings that come along with your salvation. At the moment that you are saved, God brings you into the family. You are adopted as a son. You are blessed by God. God's hand is upon you. And your life now is uh, translated, the Bible says, from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son of his love. So instantly when we receive Jesus into our heart, we enter into this covenant, we enter into this agreement, into this um, covenant that God has established, this salvation covenant, which is literally an agreement between God and man. And it was signed by, it's signed by the absolute blood of Jesus Christ when he was crucified on that cross at Calvary 2,000 years ago. So isn't it awesome that salvation is far more than just the forgiveness of your sins? And that you're going to be in heaven with Jesus forever and eternity. Salvation has benefits that are attached to it. Unfortunately, there are a lot of people, a lot of Christians, that don't know about the benefits. And, you know, the Bible says that my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. If you don't know, how can you ever receive the benefit? It would be like, it would be like a long, an old uncle that maybe you didn't have a close relationship with, but you were the only living relative left, and he died, and, and you inherited his estate, but you didn't know that he died. You didn't hear about it. Well, the moment he died, everything was transferred to you, being the next of kin. And, but you had no idea. So you went on living poor or just barely getting by, and maybe five years passed by because he died five years prior. Well, the moment he died was the moment that you became rich. But because you didn't know it, you couldn't claim what was yours because you didn't have the knowledge of it. So even though you were rich, you were still walking in poverty. Does that make sense to everybody? Because you did not have the knowledge that he had died and that you were the heir. And so is it with a lot of Christians when it comes to this message of salvation. They don't understand that that with salvation comes tremendous benefits that have been afforded to us by God. Let me show you a verse. Very, very powerful verse. Hebrews chapter 6. Now understand the background. Paul is addressing the Hebrew Christians. These were were Jews who had accepted Christ and accepted the message. of of Jesus Christ and the message of salvation. But some of them were waning and getting kind of discouraged. And some of them were actually going back into the practices, the Jewish practices and customs following the law that Jesus came to free them from. So Paul writes this letter or this book, we call it the book of Hebrews, to the Hebrews to try to encourage them to continue to keep on going. One word that you will see uh, over and over and over again in the uh, book of Hebrews is the word better. Paul is trying to make this contrast by telling them that we have a better covenant. The old covenant was good, but we have a better covenant based upon better promises that have been afforded to us by Jesus Christ at Calvary when he died and shed his blood. So the word better keeps showing up because Paul is trying to tell them, don't go back to the way it was because you have something even greater now. God has given us through Jesus Christ a better covenant with far better promises. I mean, everything in the Old Covenant is good, but what we have in the New Testament is gooder. It's gooder. So Paul is encouraging them. So I want to pick up here in Hebrews chapter six and verse nine, and we're not going to read everything that leads up to it, but listen to what he says, and I want you to highlight and just focus in on this one, one phrase. But it says, Beloved, We are confident of better, there's the word better, better things concerning you. See, God, through the mouth of Paul, is telling the Hebrew Christians of that time and speaking to us right right down, down through to this day, he says that there are better things in store for every believer in Jesus Christ. Better things concerning you, yes, are you ready? Listen to this, things that accompany salvation. Now, what does it mean to accompany company means to go along with if you go to a party and you invite me to be your escort or to be your date or whatever it be i come along i accompany you to the party it comes along with so salvation doesn't it doesn't just stand by itself and it's the forgiveness of sins and i'm going to be in heaven with jesus forever if that's all it was praise god i accept it i think that's the most important thing but the reality of it is that there are things that accompany your salvation. There's a whole package and basket of promises from the Word of God that come along with salvation that are rightfully yours and mine for the taking. We take it by faith. But if we don't know about it, how can we ever take it by faith? We can't claim what we don't know is ours. But when we do know something is ours, we can claim it. Now, this is not criticism of of other ministries or other churches, but I've noticed over the years there are some churches, all they preach is salvation being you need to repent. You need to turn your life around. You need to give your heart to Jesus. And one day you're going to be with the Lord in heaven. Well, how many times in a month do I have to get saved? I mean, thank God for that aspect of the salvation message. But the salvation message is so much broader. It's so much deeper. Because it includes a whole litany of things that God wants you to enjoy and to walk in every day of your life that are part of your salvation experience but not everybody walks in the fullness of all of those benefits because sometimes they just don't know. So let me, um, let me give you, um, so the verse again says, we are confident of better things concerning you, yes, things that accompany or come along with salvation. So I want to talk about the things that come along with salvation. When I get salvation... I get all of these things. My dear father in the faith, Fred Price, has a saying, and I love it, and I'm just going to steal it right now. But he says, when you get water, you get wet. Wet comes with water. Anybody ever hear that? Wet comes with water, right? With salvation come the benefits. When you get salvation, you get all the benefits. They are inseparable. They come together. Can I get a better amen than that? Well, the very first thing that we'll do is let's, at the moment that you are saved... I want to just read these off because I think these are so powerful. The moment you receive Jesus Christ in your life, this is what happens. There's no waiting period. There's no waiting time. Instantly, something happens to you and to me. Let me read these off. Number one, the very first, and these are not in in any order of importance or priority. They're just a list. Let me read it off. The believer is in the eternal plan of God. The minute you receive Jesus Christ into your life, you are now in the eternal plan of God. You finally found the very first step of your destiny when you give your heart to Jesus Christ. You are redeemed. You're redeemed of the curse of the law. The curse of sickness, disease, and poverty are broken in your life. And sin is broken in your life. So you're in the eternal plan of God. You are redeemed. You are reconciled or bought back by the blood of Jesus into relationship with God. You are related to God. You realize that you and I, the moment we receive Jesus into our lives, we are related. God becomes our father, and we become his children. You are forgiven of all your trespasses. The minute you give your heart to Jesus Christ, all of the sins of the past are absolved and washed away by his blood. You are free from the curse of the law. You become, again, children of God. You are adopted as a son, and that means a daughter too. You are acceptable to God. You are acceptable to God by Jesus Christ at the moment you give your heart to Jesus Christ. You are justified. You are made high. You are delivered from the power of darkness the minute that you give your heart to Jesus. The power of the devil is broken over your life. You are translated into the kingdom of his dear son. God literally picks you up out of the, out of the pits of darkness and the power of the devil and puts you into the kingdom of his dear son. You become a kingdom person at the moment that you are saved. Um, you are circumcised in Christ. You are partakers of a holy royal priesthood. Now listen to this. The minute you give your heart to Jesus, you become a chosen generation or part of a chosen generation, a holy nation, and I like this, a peculiar person. You are peculiar, or you ought to be peculiar. We're peculiar because when we're out in the world and things are not going that well, we're still praising God, we're still clapping, we're still singing. People look and say, how peculiar is that person? You see, the world is falling apart around us, but we're rejoicing and giving God the glory. People have lost hope, but we don't lose hope because we're peculiar people connected to the living God. Because the minute we gave our heart and our life to Jesus, God did all of this for us. He changed our lives. Can I get a better amen than that? So you're a chosen generation, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Bible calls you a heavenly citizen. You're of the citizenship of heaven. You're of the family and the household of God. You're in the fellowship of the saints. That means we immediately become connected to one another when you give your heart to Jesus. We are brothers and sisters. Doesn't matter where you come from. Doesn't matter the color of your skin. Doesn't matter your background. Doesn't matter how much money you have or don't have. We are connected. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. So we ought to treat each other that way. And everybody better give me a better amen than that. We have a heavenly association. We're associated with heaven. We have access to God. The minute we are saved, we are are given free access to God. The Bible says, come boldly to the throne of grace in your time of need that you might find help and mercy. We have access to the very presence of God. We are within the care of God. God begins to care for us as his very own. The moment we receive Jesus Christ into our hearts, into our life. We are part of the inheritance of God. We'll talk about that a little bit more. The inheritance of the saints, light in the Lord, vitally united to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're blessed with the earnest or first fruits of the Spirit. Ready? We are glorified, complete in him, and possessing every spiritual blessing that God has. Can I get a better amen than that? So let's take it a little bit further and talk about some things that... This is the spiritual side of it, but I want to get even a little bit more practical with it and talk uh, about a few things. First of all, let's look at the word salvation. I go back to the Bible dictionary and I get a definition of what salvation means. Because I love to look at Greek words from the Bible because you learn something about the verses when you study it and you check the original greek word and highlight you know and in that definition you see some of the, the meanings of that word and the depth of that word so i went back to the word salvation now i've known this for a while this was i learned this many years ago maybe some of you have too but it comes from the greek word soteria soteria and this is what soteria means you ready it means deliverance god has deliverance for you doesn't matter what has got you bound doesn't matter what trouble you have god's got deliverance for you because that's part of your salvation package so he's got deliverance. It says safety. That's another word that defines the word soteria, which, which is the word salvation. It means safety. God, God's, In God's package, in his salvation package, he's provided and promised for you and for me, he's promised safe, to, to keep us safe, to watch us. You know, the Bible says that he's given angels charge over us. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and they deliver him. So God in, in this salvation package is given us this promise of safety. That's why we shouldn't walk in fear. We should walk in boldness and in courage. And we should not be afraid of things around us or surroundings around us because we walk with angels and angels walk with us. It's part of the covenant promise that God has given to believers. These are the things that accompany salvation. Healing, release, preservation, soundness, Prosperity, happiness, rescue, forgiveness, liberation, restoration, and general well-being. These are the things that are contained within this great message, this great promise, this great covenant of salvation that you and I entered into. God wants to take care of us. So I want to enumerate a few things, and this is not an exhaustive list at all. As a matter of fact, I would encourage you to go back to your Bibles and keep adding to the list (laughs) of things that accompany salvation, the things that God has promised us. But I jotted these down and I want to share with you. Number one, and these are not in any order of priority. These are just simply stated as I wrote them down. But number one, the minute you are saved, the Bible says, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20, all of the promises of God are yes and amen. That means that everything that's contained within this Bible, every promise that God has ever made to any man instantly becomes a reality for you and for me through and by faith. All of the promise. One preacher once said that there were 7,000 promises... And then I heard another preacher say there were 21,000 promises. I don't know if it's 7,000 or 21,000. All I know is no matter how many promises there are in the Bible, they are already yes and amen for you because you are in the salvation covenant that was given to you by God. You have the authority and you have the privilege and the right to claim any promise that you may ever need from this book. That is the reality of the salvation package ...that we entered into when we gave our hearts to Jesus and we live for him. Second, another one that I was reflecting on. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14... ...he always, always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ. That means that as long as we are following Jesus... ...and our hearts are focused on the Lord... ...and we are seeking God and continue to give our lives over to him on a daily basis... ...and stay close to Jesus... The word promises us that he always leads us in triumph. That means that we never fail. Thank you for those weak amens. (laughs) I said that means that we never fail. Because he always leads us in triumphal procession. Even when it looks like we might fail. Even if we go through a couple of trouble spots in our life. We know. We know, we looked at it, God works all things together for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. In other words, you will never fail serving God. You will never fail following God. Even if it looks like you're going to fail, God is going to use it as a springboard to greater things in your life. One of the covenant promises is that he always leads us in triumph in Christ. That means we go from victory to victory, to victory, to victory, to victory, to victory, to victory. victory victory. So here's a word to you this morning. Stop talking about your defeat. Stop focusing on the problem. Start shouting about the triumph that God is leading you in. You are about to enter realms of victory because the Bible says for those who love God, who are in this covenant, part of the things that accompany salvation, that he will always lead you in triumphal procession in Christ. People have written me off in the past that looked like I was going to fail. I just firmly fixed my attention on God. I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't know where you're going to do it. I don't know when you're going to do it, but I know you're going to do it. You will always lead me in triumph. I'm going to triumph over this because I'm in your covenant. I am your son. And this is part of what accompanies salvation. He always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ. That means as a believer, things ought to be getting better, not worse. And sometimes it may get a little worse before it really gets better because the devil sometimes wants to stand in your way.
0: Tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors.